Thanks to this season's presenting sponsor, Driscoll's. Only the finest berries. Hello, young chefs, and welcome back to Mystery Recipe. I'm Molly Birnbaum, Editor-in-Chief of America's Test Kitchen Kids. And I'm Bitsy. I'm a bit Molly's right-hand gal and a co-host on the show. Every week on Mystery Recipe, we'll be talking about the fun, fantastical, and fascinating sides of a different kitchen ingredient. And at the end of the season, we'll use all the ingredients to cook a mystery recipe. Mitzi, what happened to your voice? I don't know. I can't seem to find it. It's a long story. I'll tell you after the intro. We've got... Uh, can you do the... We've got a great episode for you today. First up, our official ingredient guesser, Sulaf, is back for another round of Guess the Ingredient. Then, once we know this week's ingredient theme, we are passing things off to Champ for the scoop. So good. All right, let's get to it. It's time for the theme. Looks good. I bet it tastes good. I don't know. Mystery recipe. So, Mitzi, what happened to your voice? That's the thing, Molly. I have no idea. I can't find it anywhere. What do you mean you can't find it? I just woke up like this, and I didn't know what the problem was, so I called Chad. Because I called Chad for everything, and he said it sounds like I lost my voice. Uh Uh-huh. And I didn't even realize my voice was something I could lose. I mean, was I supposed to be keeping track of it? I must have somehow set it down somewhere and forgot. I just, I don't know, Bolly. This is all very stressful. Plus, I sound like a mix between uh, whipped cream and a pillowcase. No offense to anyone, if you are a pillowcase. Mitzi, losing your voice is just a saying. Your voice isn't something that you have to keep track of. You can't actually lose or find it. When you lose your voice, it just means that you may have overused it, and now you sound hoarse or quiet while your voice rests and recovers. I don't understand at all. Hi, Molly. Don't mean to interrupt, but I came as quickly as I could. Mitzi, I got your note that you needed my help finding something as soon as possible. Susie, I... Molly... Sure, I got this, Mitzi. Hey, Susie, good to see you as always. Good to see you too, Molly. Susie, Mitzi here has lost her voice. Oh no, I'm sorry, Mitzi. Wait, is that what you wanted my help to find? Yeah, want to help me explain to Mitzi and maybe our listeners what losing your voice actually means? Please. I'd super duper love to, Molly. So Mitzi, listeners... In order to understand what it means to lose our voice, we need to understand what our voice actually is. So, our voice is actually just vibrations. We make these vibrations by pushing air through our vocal cords, which are in a part of our throat called the larynx. Air makes our vocal cords vibrate, and that vibration creates the sounds and pitches we use to make words. Well explained, Susie. If you want to see this for yourself, listeners, you can hum while gently touching your throat, and you'll feel the vibration. Mm -hmm. Oh! Ow! Take it easy there, Mitzi! 
The vocal cords are just like any other part of our body. They can get tired or hurt if we use them too much. Any chance you did something last night to strain or overuse your voice, Mitzi? Oliver and I went to the symphony. To listen to classical music? Yes. And were you screaming the whole time? Yes. They were very, very good. Well, to lose your voice is just another way of saying you strained or overused your vocal cords. So much so that they don't properly vibrate or make sound. You probably just tired out your voice at the concert last night, Mitzi. You don't need to go looking for your voice because it's not something you can go and find. You just need to rest your voice and it will come back super quickly. Oh, but the podcast... Well, Susie, since you're here anyways, do you want to fill in for Mitzi and help me out with today's episode? I would love to! And I have another idea, too. Here's a pen and paper, Mitzi. If there's anything you want to say on the show today, you can write it down and I'll read it for you. Perfect. Oh. Perfect. Thank you. You're super welcome. Hooray! This is going to be so fun! Gah! Is that how you would say it? Or is it more like, gah? Mm-hmm. The second one. Okay. Gah! All right, friends. I think it's time for our first segment, Guess the Ingredient. In this segment, I'll play some sounds, and then you at home get to try and guess what ingredient will be our theme for this week. Here we go. guesses what ingredient these sounds all have in common? I'll let you think it over while I call up our official ingredient guesser, Sulaf. Sulaf is 13 years old, lives in Greenpoint, New York, and is our official ingredient guesser this season. Hey, Molly. Hey there, Sulaf. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. How are you? Very good. Welcome back for another week of Guess the Ingredient. All right, Sulaf, I'm going to play you the first sound. So listen closely and we'll talk about it after it's done. Is this Pop Rocks? It feels like Pop Rocks. (laughs) I wish it were Pop Rocks, but no, it is not Pop Rocks. Aw. But it does have that kind of like pop rock sound of kind of fizzling and crackling, that kind of thing. All right, well, let's keep that in mind while we listen to sound number two. Uh, I've got two options. One, is a salad stirrer, like one of those things you put wet uh, greens in and then you spin it and then spin so hard that it dries, or a very quiet food processor. And I'm saying very quiet because the one I have emits a very shrill sound that is not nearly as nice as this. So that's what I've got. Those are two really good options. In this case, salad spinner is right on. But let's listen 
to our next sound before we make any guesses. It sounds like someone's chewing, like a leafy green. You are getting very, very close. So I have some hints in case you or those at home haven't gotten it. This is indeed a leafy vegetable. It often comes in a head. It's been the basis of a salad since as early as ancient Greece and Rome. Would those hints, Sulaf, any guesses as to what our ingredient will be for this week? Uh, I'm thinking lettuce. Yes, you are totally right. Welcome to Lettuce Week. All this week, we are going to be getting ahead by unfurling the many layers of this leafy green treat. The lettuce family, or the compositae, is the second largest family of flowering plants and may be known in the Western world as the base of most salads. But while it's most often eaten raw in the West, many countries in Asia and around the world will shred and cook lettuce too. This week, we'll learn all about what goes into each crispy, crunchy, or cooked and shredded bite. Nice guessing, Sulaf. Are those sounds making more sense to you now? To be honest, the first one I'm still kind of stumped about. It might be maybe someone like ripping lettuce leaves is what I'm thinking. Yeah, you're totally right. That first sound was leaves of lettuce being ripped off its head. And the second sound, as you guessed, was a salad spinner. For any listeners who might not know a salad spinner, it is something that you can put lettuce in after washing to spin it dry. We'll talk more about salad spinners in our next episode. And that third sound was unmistakable, someone taking a crunchy bite of this crisp, snappy vegetable. All right, thank you so much for your help this week. We will talk to you again next week, Sulaf. This has been great. All right, bye. Bye. That Sulaf sure is one smart cookie, isn't she? She most certainly is. I think this means it's time for the scoop? Yes, our junior field reporter, Champ, is back. How's it going, Champ? Hey, Molly. Hey, Mitzi. Oh, I'm not sure we've met before. Hi, I'm Champ. Our pronouns are he, him. It's nice to meet you. Hi, Champ. I'm Susie. She, her. I'm the new intern this season. I'm helping Mitzi out today because she lost her voice. Oh, I'm sorry, Mitzi. Where's the last place you remember having it? It's okay, Mitzi. I think he was just joking. She lost it from screaming so much at a concert. Oh, man. I've done that before. Heavy metal? Hip-hop? Classical? I mean, why not? Say, Molly, did I just hear you say cooked lettuce? You did. Ugh. Really? Cooked lettuce just sounds gross to me. Huh. Why's that, champ? Lettuce is supposed to be cold and crispy and refreshing. Not cooked and all weird. Champ, can we take a second to talk about what you just said? I think there's a valuable lesson here, if you don't mind us taking a closer look. Sure, Molly. What do you mean? Well, you said lettuce is supposed to be cold and crispy and refreshing. Right. That is how it's always served. Not exactly, Champ. That might be how you always have it. And it might be how it's most often served in the U.S. and in Western cuisines. But that doesn't mean that's how lettuce is supposed to be served. It's very common for lots of cultures to shred and cook lettuce in their meals. 
People all over Asia cook lettuce, and it's very popular in both Chinese and French cuisines. Huh. I never realized that, Molly. Absolutely. And I know you didn't mean anything by it, champ, but it can be hurtful to some people to call the foods they grew up with gross. Oh, man. I didn't mean anything by it. I get it. Sometimes when something is very different from how we've experienced it before, it can seem wrong or gross or yucky. But our experiences with food are often very small compared to how people use food and ingredients around the world. Just because something is new or different to you, it doesn't mean it's actually new or different. The food world is a very big place, and it's important to treat new-to-you foods and ways of using ingredients with respect. That sounds like a valuable lesson, Molly. So, Champ, it says that you're here today with someone who is tasteless and a bit bland. That's how we wanted to be introduced? Yep, perfect. That's it. Thank you very much. All right. Well, we'll be back with that interview right after this quick word from our sponsors. Grownups, these ads are for you. Hey, grownups. I want to tell you about our sponsor, the Kroger family of stores. Kids love snacks. And with Kroger's grocery pickup service, it's easy to keep your pantry stocked. My family can't get enough of Kroger's original chip-made cookies. And with pickup, you can shop online and pick up your groceries at a store near you. In just a few clicks, you can fill your cart with all the things you need and schedule a pickup time that works for you. And they'll bring it out to your vehicle when you arrive. It's that easy. To learn more, visit Kroger.com. Happy snacking! Hey, Molly. Hey, Chad. I am super excited to talk about all the things we have coming up from America's Test Kitchen Kids, like our Young Chefs Club subscription box. Every month, kids can receive a themed box filled with kid-tested recipes, hands-on activities and experiments, and other creative items by subscribing to our Young Chefs Club. Coming up in July, we have a very cool food art box with beautiful and delicious recipes that all young chefs can make look like art in a museum. What else are you excited about? Well, there is, of course, our new YouTube channel. ATK Kids has launched its own YouTube channel that has all types of funny and inspiring video content for young chefs to enjoy. And there are so many other great things. There's just too much to talk about in one short ad. You're right. And grownups can head to atkkids.com to learn more about everything we just mentioned and then some. That's atkkids.com. And we're back. And Champ is here with a guest who has very little taste in anything at all. Yep, pretty much just here. Take it away, Champ. Thanks, Molly. Today, I'm out on a lettuce farm here with... Bryce Berg. I'm... That's me. That's who I am. Right. Bryce, can you tell us some more about yourself? No, not... Not really. Would be really helpful if you, uh... Gave it your best shot. <sighs> okay. I am Bryce. I am a head of iceberg lettuce. That's it. How's that? That's an okay start. Uh, what is iceberg lettuce for our listeners who might not know? Uh, I don't really know. No? No, I, I don't know. I'm not really sure. Okay. Um, all right. Well, listeners, iceberg... <clears throat> 
At Cool Breeze Farms, we only grow a variety of lettuce that produce a round-shaped head of lettuce with consistent colors and textures. Or at least, I don't know. That's, I guess, what the advertisement says. The advertisement for Cool Breeze Farm? The farm where we are right now? I don't know. Huh. Can you tell me more about Cool Breeze Farm? <clears throat> at Cool Breeze Farms, we only grow a variety of lettuce that produces a round-shaped head of lettuce with consistent colors and texture. Right. Um, anything else? We're working all year round in sunny Arizona to make sure your salads are green 12 months out of the year. So iceberg lettuce can be grown year-round? It doesn't have a season like other vegetables? I don't... <clears throat> I don't know. You literally just said... Well, then why are you asking me? I don't know. If it's in the ad, then I guess that's true. By the way, what's Arizona? It's a state in the southwest of the United States, and its climate is really great for farming. In places like Arizona and California, iceberg lettuce can be grown all year-round. I don't know. I didn't even ask you anything. Basically, I'm green. I come in a big ball shape called a head, and I'm crispy and crunchy. I don't know what you want me to say. Being crunchy, I hear, is what sets iceberg lettuce apart from other salad greens. Great. Can you tell me more about that? I don't know. I bet you do know. <sighs> Compared to other types of lettuce or greens, I have a lot of water. The water content makes me crunchier. And the shape of a head of lettuce helps with that high water content. Is that right? What's the story there? Well, there's not much of a story. I mean, lettuce is mostly leaves. You know what leaves are, I'm assuming. Sure, I know leaves. Big green parts of a plant. Right. Well, my leaves all grow sort of in on each other, like covering each other up. So your leaves on the outside wrap around the center or your core. Then new leaves go and wrap around those. And then more leaves wrap around those until you're just this big ball of leaves? Yeah, I'm a head of lettuce. I don't know. I see. So your leaves grow around your core in order to protect your core from the sun. This protection helps keep your high water content since your core and all the interior leaves don't get dried out from sun exposure. Okay. I wonder if there's something to that. What do you mean? Well, it's like you recognize something that's important to you. This crispy, crunchy core and then grew in layers around that to prevent it from getting hurt or dried up from the sun. I think, I don't know. Now go ahead, say what you're going to say. You think that maybe all our listeners out there, everyone really, has this special something deep down within them, right? And over time, we grow layers of protection around this core in order to protect us and keep it safe from the constant oppressive rays of the sun that beat down at us all year long. But if we harvest and peel back those layers, we can share that crispy green goodness. That's something special with the world? No, I... Uh, no, I wasn't going to say that. Uh. I... Sorry. I was just going to say that I think maybe... Maybe I'm just a head of lettuce. And that you're sort of putting all this extra stuff on top. Right. Like, maybe I'm... Really, I don't know, just a head of lettuce. Sure, I mean... And that's it. Right. Sure. Of course. I don't know. Well, Molly, I think that's our scoop for today. Is it? Iceberg lettuce is a crisp and crunchy green lettuce that can be grown year-round. Its crunch comes from its high water content. And the head shape it grows in helps protect its core from the sun.
And it's not a metaphor. It's just lettuce. It's just lettuce. Back to you, Molly. Thank you so much, Champ. And thanks to Bryce for all you know. I don't know. A basic. Up. Golly, Molly, this episode sure went quick. It really did. I'm sorry you lost your voice, Mitzi, but I do have to say this has been super duper fun. I agree. Oh, great. What teamwork today, too. Girl power saves the day again. You said it, Susie. All right, listeners, that's about all the time we have for today. We'll be back with some more crispy content next time. And remember, at the end of the season, we'll be using all of our ingredients in a very special mystery recipe to cook together. Can you guess what it is? So far, we have pepper, mayonnaise, sriracha, and lettuce. Getting closer. You're right, Mitzi. I have a couple guesses, but I will keep them to myself for now. If you love Mystery Recipe, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. That way you won't miss an episode. And if you like this episode, share it with a friend. Or leave us a review. Give us some stars and tell us what you think about the show. We love hearing from you. Until then, keep keep on clicking. Mystery Recipe is hosted by me, Molly Birnbaum, and I am a Sour Patch Kid. Chad Chennai is our writer and producer. He's a peanut butter cup. Our executive producer is Caitlin Kelleher. She's a lemon meringue pie. Andrea Vavjin is a Biscoff cookie, and Katie O'Hara is a chocolate brownie cookie, and they are both contributing writers on our show. Scoring, sound design, and mixing by Anya Jeshik, strawberry shortcake, and Matt Boynton, an orange creamsicle, of ultraviolet audio. Jonathan Roberts composed our theme music and is a key lime pie. Our director of post-production is Ken Margolis. She's a cannoli. Our line producer is Diane Knox, who is a chocolate lava cake. Jack Bishop is the chief creative officer of America's Test Kitchen. He's a lattice top peach pie. David Nussbaum is our CEO, and he's chocolate avocado pudding. Special thanks to our senior science editor, Paul Adams, executive editor, Kristen Sargianis, executive food editor, Susanna McFerrin, associate art director, Gabby Hamanoff, senior editor, Afton Cyrus, associate editors, Katie O'Hara and Tess Berger, test cooks, Andrea Vavjin and Cassandra Laughlin, and assistant test cook, Kristen Bango. This episode featured the voices of Kira O'Sullivan, Brianna Maya, Champ Hollins, and Kevin Peng. Thanks again to our sponsors, Kroger, Driscoll's, and Green Pan. Mystery Recipe is a production of America's Test Kitchen Kids. Mitzi, there you are. Hey, I found something that I think might belong to you. Did you lose this? Yeah, it was behind the fridge in the second kitchen. But how? That's not how voices work. (laughs) Anyway, try and keep better track of that, Mitzi. Super important when you host a podcast. Weird.
Hi, grown-ups. I wanted to tell you a little bit about our newsletter. If you love the fun food content we share on Mystery Recipe, then sign up today for our ATK Kids newsletter to receive even more recipes, activities, and stories from me straight to your inbox. As a mom of two, I always try to include things that are important to my family, and it's a great way to hear about all the new things we are cooking up at ATK. Plus, every new email added will be entered for a chance to win three free ATK Kids books for toddlers through teens. We'll draw 10 winners every month while the promotion lasts. And we have some great books available all the time. Head to atkkids.com newsletter to sign up today for your chance to win. 